Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. Hello, Diagwitch, Bonjour, Nihao, Konnichiwa, Guten Tag, and Privyat to you all, wherever you're listening in. What started as a message to 10 clubs has now expanded to more than 50 clubs globally from all continents. The journey through Loaf 2 GA Global continues this week as we move on to our next destination in the GA world. So come with me on the GA journey of a lifetime and meet clubs from Canada to Argentina, South Africa to Gibraltar, Bermuda to the North Pole, New Zealand to Kuwait, Knoxville to Qatar and literally everywhere in between. So grab the passports, grab the bags, it's time to go. Sawabona, Molo, hello, whichever way you want to say it, welcome to South Africa on the Loaf of Bread GA podcast. On Slice 19 I have such an eye-opening chat with Derek from Mayfield in Cork and the wonderful development officer from South Africa himself, Leander, and Life with South Africa Gales GA. It's brilliant to chat to them honestly about the amazing work being done by the South Africans on the GA field, Leander working in GA development, the need for GA gear for the locals, taking on Australian and British teams, Stories about Clare Island in minus 7 degrees, picking at the loan over Cape Town, World Games 2019, Leander being a Mayo fan, the Thailand tour, the money just resting in his account, starting a women's team, and Leander following the Loaf of Bread GA podcast on Facebook. This is such a great chat with South Africa Gays GA. But first as usual, let's take a trip through the amazing South Africa and see what the country has to offer us. Bon Sultos. Arriving in the Republic of South Africa, I hear the sounds of the legendary Ladysmith Black Mombasa. With a country of almost 50 million people, South Africa is one of the major nations in terms of size. Located, as the name suggests, at the bottom of the continent, it is the sixth most populated of the 54 African nations. It's also the most populated Southern Hemisphere nation. The country holds three capitals in Pretoria, Bloemfontein and Cape Town, but the largest city is Johannesburg. A little over 80% of the nation is of black African heritage with a variety of neighbouring countries also living in the region. People from Eswatini, Mozambique, Lesotho, Namibia, Botswana and Zimbabwe but to name a few. The country is home to some of the earliest notable evidence of human life on earth and it is widely accepted that it is on this continent that human evolution began. Gauteng in the northeast of the country is known as the cradle of humankind suggesting the present-day evidence shows it is the oldest human evidence on earth. In the 15th century, it was the Portuguese who arrived to the lands first led by Captain Diaz. The most southern point today is known as the Cape of Good Hope, named by King John II due to being the route to the lucrative East Indies. Before that, it was named the Cape of Storms due to the major weather issues often faced by ships in the area. Poor Captain Diaz even passed the Cape without realising so bad was the weather. As Portugal faded in power and the British focused on Ascension Island and St Helena in the ocean, the Dutch arrived. After surviving shipwrecks there, the Dutch found themselves enjoying their time on the lands and spoke highly on the return home. When they returned, they planted people on the lands, known as Vreeburgers, free people. 
Over time, this led to war between the local tribes and these new people. Again, some of these people established the customs of the area and called themselves Boers. By 1820, the British had also settled in the area, as the European population expanded in the country. But things turned sour as the Boer War of 1880 kicked off between the British and the self-proclaimed Republic areas run by the Boer groups. The British lost, but returned less than 20 years later in bigger numbers and much more violently. The use of types of concentration camps under the guise of Lord Kitchener, combined with burning out Boer farmers under the scorched earth policy, decimated the local people. Years after, the independence of South Africa was granted by the British, but it came with huge restrictions on local black Africans in terms of farm owning and real rights. Segregation was mostly informal and minimal, but things soon changed. In 1948, the National Party was elected in South Africa. Three races were labelled in the country and, unsurprisingly, the white minority controlled almost everything. The 1961 Republic vote passed, making the nation free of Queen Elizabeth II as official head of state. Ironically, only white people were allowed to vote. Despite both sides of Parliament being opposed, the ruling government continued with the rules of apartheid. Black Africans' conditions worsened while white peoples lived in relative luxury in a land that wasn't even theirs. As apartheid grew, countries began to avoid engaging with the nation. And it is here that the Irish link starts. Three months ago, a 20-year-old cashier at Dunn Stores in Henry Street, Dublin, said she wouldn't handle South African fruit because of the treatment of blacks in the country. She was suspended. Twelve of her colleagues joined her on the picket line. They are also refusing to handle South African fruit. We had got a union instruction not to handle South African goods. And when we, we all decided, the girls who were on strike here now, and some of the girls who were in work, and decided that we wouldn't handle the goods. And when I refused to handle them, the rest of the girls had been refusing to handle them as well, but there was a man dressed behind my register when I actually refused. And I was brought up to the office and told I was, to get, I was given a few minutes to think about what I was after doing. And I didn't change my mind, and then they suspended me then indefinitely until I came back in and handled the goods. In July 1984, Mary Manning was working in Dunn Stores on Henry Street in Dublin when she made the stand to not handle grapefruit from South Africa. She, along with fellow worker Karen Gearan, were suspended. Twelve of their colleagues then joined the protest. The protest received national coverage in Ireland. Soon, Archbishop Desmond Tutu heard and even met with the protesters en route to receiving his Nobel Prize. When his invitation to South Africa saw the protesters refused entry to the country, it made world news and the public outcry against the goods grew. In 1987, Ireland became the first nation in the entire world to fully refuse South African goods. Today, Mary Manning Street in South Africa remains, as do the documentary Blood Fruit, the song Dunn Stores, and a plaque, all of which are lasting memories to the events. In 1990, newly released prisoner and rising South African political leader Nelson Mandela met the protesters and showed his support. Mandela himself had spent the last 27 years in prison in his native land over an anti-government campaign in the 60s. Mandela was released by white South African President F.W. de Klerk in 1990. Madiba, as he is known still in memory today, worked tirelessly to achieve peace and prosperity for his native lands. In 94, Mandela was elected as president. His ability to unify people of all sides was key in the ending of apartheid in reality, not just on paper. 
His passing of the Rugby World Cup winning trophy to Captain Francois Pinar in 1995 is a lasting symbol of forgiveness and prosperity in a land often divided by foreign invaders in history. On the landmark tourist site, Table Mountain provides amazing views of the city of Cape Town. Of course many visitors come to the country to see the amazing wildlife on the safari tours or to visit the wine areas and vineyards that South Africa is famous for. Many have said that it is the greatest country in the world for tours, some of which are absolutely unique. On the sporting side, South Africa competes at the top level in many sports. Rugby Union is a favourite of many in the country and the list of iconic names is long and distinct and growing still. From Brian Habana to Percy Montgomery, Schalke Berger to John Schmidt, Victor Matfield to Tende Matawira and the great Juice van der Westhuizen. All down to current World Cup winning captain Sai Khaleesi who lifted the trophy in Japan in 2019 after a literal sensational display by the Springbok. Khaleesi became the first black African winning captain having grown up in the Idawawe township outside Port Elizabeth. South African cricket is another of the key sports in the country but the nation has failed to win the World Cup despite being ranked number one on several occasions. Their main win came in 98 when they won the ICC Champions Trophy under captain Hansi Kronje. Jacques Callas, A.B. de Villiers, Sean Pollock, Graham Smith and Hashim Alma are the key players in their history. In soccer, South Africa has produced many players of note with quite a few playing in top leagues. The likes of Lucas Radaby, Benny McCarthy, Phil Masinga, Quinton Fortune and Mark Fish are just some names who have graced the Premier League. Stephen Pienaar's appearance in 2017 was the last of the Bafana Bafana in the English top league. But it is perhaps the World Cup held in South Africa in 2010 where any of us who saw it will remember the name of the opening goalscorer of the tournament. What do you say? It's a really good goal. It's Shabalala! Goal! Bafana! Bafana! South Africa Gales GEA was founded in 2010 by a mix of expats from Ireland and England, such as Paul Carpenter, but has since brought in many of the local South African people too. It is perhaps fitting that the birth of GEA in the country should be in Gauteng, the birth of humanity. In 2019 the club came to Ireland having visited in 2016. They took on Ballyboden en route to the World Games as manager Greg Herity is from the club. Their enthusiasm and skill set combined with their athletic ability and desire to succeed meant they've become a major force in the GA globally. While at Ballyboden, Greg and the club did a great drive for boots and GA gear. And so in recent times I've worked to try and restart this. So anyone listening who has boots, jerseys, socks, shorts, etc, do let me know. And thank you to the many, many people who have already contacted and donated so far. It's great to see. So let's get to the beautiful South Africa and to Derek and Leander and find out all about life in the South African Gales GA Club. How are things? Oh, yeah. Ah, good in yourself? I'm not so bad. I was all in South Africa. Uh, uh, Good. By way of introduction, this is Leander. He's uh, one of our development officers here. Awesome. Um, Greg Herity was going to join us. He's the coach, but he's been a bit held up, so he's stuck with me. That's I'm okay. the secretary That's nice. of the SA Gales here. Fair place. And what brought you out there? Where are you from originally in Ireland? I'm from Cork, Mayfield, Roy Keane country. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And, much um, better. <laughs> my, wife, my wife's South African. We, we met in Trinidad and we moved over. I've been here 10 years now. Oh, wow. And... Uh, the club has been going a while, I know that, because I met them in 2016, hence why I've got this on, So uh, when, they, when they were over here. So um, what, what got you involved in the club? Um, well, actually, it started by accident. I think around 2013, 
I posted something on Facebook and I hadn't met any Irish people. And then yeah. one of the lads in the Gales saw it and introduced himself. And before I, there was a Super League going on at the time, before I knew it, I was talking out and um, playing in the Super League. And But I'm getting a bit old for that now. So I <laughs> fell into the administration side a little bit more. <laughs> not too bad. Oh, you're never too old. You're a Cork man. You're, you're definitely not too old. <laughs> and where are you from originally, Jason? Uh, Mullingar, and that's where I am at the moment. Uh, I've been up in Dublin for about the last uh, 12, 13 years. I still teach in Dublin, um, but I right. decided to move home about a year ago, and I, I commute up and down to Dublin. Um, I just like the I like the school that I'm in up there. I don't I don't really want to leave it, so I don't mind driving up in the mornings anyway. It's it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world. So, um, right. what's what's the makeup of the club like at the moment? What's your membership numbers and all that like? Uh, it, it's hard to describe yeah. the Gales in that sense, Jason, because mm. we, we don't have official members in that okay. sense for uh, reasons which I won't bore you with now. But, <laughs> so we have a, a senior men's and a senior ladies team. Okay. Um, so, so the biggest thing, so we've got the South African Gaelic Football, uh, South African Gaelic Sports Foundation and the South African Gaelic Sports Association. So um, we are we are the GAA. We are a charity, and we are a team, <laughs> yeah. sort of rolled into one. Yeah. But but it's quite it's quite a a small uh, undertaking. We don't have a permanent home. We don't have you know a GAA club physically mm. and and our own pitch. It's wherever we land up and wherever we play. But Leander is like the heart and soul of the Gales in most ways because he's in the schools every week giving training okay. to the kids. That's the core mission of the Gales is to get kids in underprivileged areas in South Africa access to high quality sports. The, the, the senior team is more of a byproduct of all of that. It's not our core focus. Obviously we, we, we love playing as well, but getting the kids playing is what we're really about. Okay. And how do you find uh, Leander? How do you find going into schools? Is it easy to get kids involved? Um, so far because of COVID it's, yeah. it's bad, man. Yeah. yeah. But Past few years, we had a great um, support from the schools. So kids love Gaelic football. You'd, you, we, we will have 100 kids per school. So it's amazing. Right. So it's, it's possible in the future that there might be a South Africa Gales team made of entirely South African children? Yeah, it's possible. Okay. And we have such good players. Also. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> have you been involved in the club um, long, Leander? Yeah, I think I'm recognizing you from some. Have you have you played against us? Uh, no, I haven't. Anyway, I'm useless at Gaelic football. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I've been in three in three tours. Okay. Basically, in Ireland, um, second world games. Yeah. Um, and the third one, the last one was in 2019. In Waterford, I think, wasn't it? It's in Waterford. Mm, yes. yes. And did you just bring a, a football team from South Africa? So we, we really only have indigenous players here. Yes. We don't have enough, we don't have enough yeah. Irish guys to actually form a, an expat yeah. team. So we brought the, the the men's and the ladies team. Yes. The ladies team do quite well as well. So one of our other development officers, Mavis, um, she's... Likely, and uh, they, they they sort of do everything. <laughs> so to call them a, a development officer would, would be an understatement of note because they literally do everything. So okay. like I'll, I'll I'll say you know okay. trainings on this Sunday and it's this time and it's here and they'll do organisation. They'll bust everybody in and uh, like just coming together and doing amazing things. So but Mab is also a very good player, 
And uh, we, we've got some very good ladies players as well. They come from, they play a lot of soccer here as well and a couple of rugby yeah. players. So when it comes yeah. time to put our team together for the overseas tours, we do put good teams. Like in 2018, we won both the men's and the ladies, and the ladies. in the, oh. the FEXCO Asian Gaelic Games in Singapore. Oh, okay. Uh, which because actually one of it was in Thailand, not in Singapore. Yes, in Thailand, you're right, sorry. I didn't go. I, I'm, I'm the guy that sits behind here and organizes all the tours, but never goes, gets to go on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I said to the lads, the next one, I'll be, I'll be up the front of the plane. Don't you worry. But so the funny thing is we won both the men's and the ladies in the junior. And I was very tempted to put them into the intermediate. And one of the okay. lads who started up the Gales in 2010, Paul Carpenter, he's in the he's in Singapore now and he's very instrumental in the Asian um, Gaelic Games community hey. there and he was like competition's going to be fierce here I think you need to go into the juniors and they went in there and they took on all comers and they won both of them that's amazing that's a uh, it's funny you said Thailand because they're actually the next uh, they're the next team coming on um, and ironically their main guy is from Mullingar or well just outside Mullingar here in Rosemount so um, I wonder if they, they've been there a while I think I was asked them have they any any memories of, of maybe playing against you guys or any of that as well? Do, do you remember who you played against in Thailand? Any of the any of the teams? Play against the Thailand. Uh, unfortunately, I was not selected, so I was in there. It's a tough selection process, yeah. is it? Yeah, it is, <laughs> especially for a men's team. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good, good sign. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a good sign, I suppose, through the competition process because a lot of clubs of honor like struggling to field. Seven, eight, nine players. Yeah. So you guys are obviously not in not yeah. in that boat, thankfully, which is good. So, and uh, you were saying about like a, a pitch. Is it just literally wherever you can find space? Is there many sort of rules and problems of getting access to playing pitches? Uh, there, there's huge problems um, logistically. So what we're trying to do now is fix that in the long term. So mm. I live in an area called Santonin. Just down the road, there's a massive sports club with. Um, they've got. It's called action soccer over here. We call it like five aside at home. Yeah. Two full length soccer yeah. pitches. I just took Leander down there now before we came here for the meeting. Show them they've got tennis courts, they've got a gym, they've got everything. And there's actually a South African Premier League soccer team that trains down there. So uh, because I live close by, I actually want to change a little bit of the structure of the Gales mm. and make it not an expat community, but I want to make it a South African and, and let it be, you know, self-perpetuating in the future where it's run by South Africans because the Irish community here is quite small. So yeah. I, I want to get into that sports club and um, I've just got some admin to do on that side and actually have a permanent home for the first time. We that used to amazing, play, yeah. if you follow if you follow cricket, like even peripherally, the South African uh, men's cricket team, the Proteus, mm. play uh, very often at Wanderers okay. Cricket Club. And they rugby pitches next door and that's where we used to play all the Gales training and our Super Leagues there. But... Um, yeah, hopefully moving into a new home soon. Is it the same for sponsorship? Have we, have we got like the traditional Irish pub that every other club in the world seems to have sponsoring you? We don't. We're, we're yeah. actually in discussion with somebody, so I, I won't chuck in their name, but a, a, yeah. a well-known um, Irish brand, let's put it that way. And they, okay. they've worked with us in the past, but I, you know, we're still chatting with them quite a bit, so I'd, I'd want to get ahead of myself. But we technically don't have sponsors at the moment in that sense. So, so my wife's an optometrist and she was, so when we do a super league, well, each team will, they'll actually be called the name of the, of the sponsors okay. that are with me. Yeah. Um, so we had yeah. uh, Rosewall McCarthy. So she's Rosewall and McCarthy. So Rosewall optometrist 
was was one of the, the sponsors, for example. And then we do have a number of um, expats here, like Fexco. We worked with quite a lot, and um, Lucasasa, Lucasasa, QK Meats. QK. So it's com- it's South African companies or companies that exist in both, but have somebody Irish very high up in the organisation who helps us with a bit of sponsorship. But yeah. sponsorship's a tricky one. Um, but the GAA, there's a massive amount of goodwill with the GAA and they help us out hugely. And O'Neill's as well when it comes time to put kits together and everything. O'Neill's are fantastic. Yeah. It's where we've got a number of very nice jerseys over the years. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a... I was going to ask as well about the, the rivalry because um, you're not exactly blessed where you are with a lot of teams to compete against, say, on, on the continent. So what? who do you generally play games against when it comes to it like for practicing to go to Thailand and come to Ireland yeah so the normal structure that we follow if we've got a tour coming up because everything centers around the tour is Mm. then we'll try and do a super league beforehand and that gets the guys tuned up because as you know I mean the first training session you do after six nine months I look look at the lads and I think have they ever played Gaelic football before (laughs) (laughs) but then three four weeks of competition and they're finely tuned athletes ready, ready to go overseas and and take on all covers you know so yeah we try and run the super league for about six seven weeks before a tour and then the, the amazing thing is that the clubs when i say clubs the, the the teams in the super league come into existence like that but there's already a rivalry between them because they all know each other but now yeah. they're on the opposite <laughs> side of the fence that, that, that sports rivalry just pops into existence immediately so that that's what at least gives us that competitive edge i really like that yeah that's a that sounds like a great way to do things yeah just put everyone on the same team and then just split them up and then just say no actually you don't like each other today you don't like anybody yeah i, I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a really good way to do it yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do you, uh yeah. leander do you remember your your playing your first career your first uh, game with the club yeah it was i played for singapore you played for Singapore. We had okay. a tour, a guy that uh, started Gaelic football, basically. One of them, he's, what's his name? Paul Carpenter. Paul Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, he organized. He said there are guys that are, they are short of players. So he wanted three players from South Africa. So they selected us and we went there and we won. Nice. That was my first medal for <laughs> Gaelic football anyway. That's that's pretty impressive, yeah. Do you remember the match itself? Do you have a position in general on the pitch, or I do have. I'm playing at the back. Okay. I'm a centre back. Yes. And do you like that position, or would you rather be a forward? (laughs) I'd love to be a forward. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Due to my experience to 2019 World Games in Waterford, we didn't score too many goals, so. Yeah, <laughs> Leander's Le- pitching his case for the next tour. I'm sure if I'm selected, I'll be playing forward. Okay, you'll have to make sure that. Yeah, we'll I have to put every, this put this out. Yeah, every, every <laughs> centre back in every corner yeah. sport thinks that they can play up front. Eh? <laughs> As uh, Leander, have you got the pace to be a good centre back? Because every centre back usually at some stage ends up as a forward and then runs back and then runs forward. Is that your your role on the pitch? Um, yeah, I do have the pace, but I think I'm the last guy uh, in the team, but I do have the stamina though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, that's a good sign. Yes. Do you, do you remember the 2019 experience in Waterford? Do you remember much of that? Yes, I do. Especially our first game. It was hot. 
it, we, I think we thought after the game, we thought we were playing a final. <laughs> we're playing against Australia. So okay. we drew against them. So, and what they did, what we've noticed, we're in the same um, hotel. So we've noticed that they are playing AFL, Australian football. Yeah. Uh, so they're good in the air. So we, we do have some players that play AFL also. Okay. So we plan for them. Yeah. Then the height, they were very tall. Mm. So we shot. Yeah, so they were playing high balls, so we were just uh, punching the balls down, then picking them up. So um, our strategy, we we wanted, we played very quick football, so we were competitive against them. They were so surprised anyway to see South Africans so competitive against them. They obviously haven't watched a South African rugby match before then to know the competitiveness of South (laughs) Africa. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and no. And all of our games were tough. No, no country wanted to lose against South Africa. You see, yeah. so the matches that we watched before they, those teams were playing against those nations before they played against us, they were not that good. But against us, wow! <laughs> hey, it was hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. very hard. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's nice to be the underdog yeah. sometimes, I suppose. I, I suppose um, as the like as the likes of like South Africa's like Rugby World Cup win and like Saya Khaleesi and all that has that inspired people to take up things like GA and just get involved in sport who maybe wouldn't normally get involved. Saya Khaleesi is an inspiration to our yeah. country, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, a big fan of his. Yeah, the last book that I bought, it's actually it's on the shelf behind me somewhere but yeah it's the <laughs> the green blood of green blood book i think which is about the world rugby world cup when um that's the last book i read yeah he's he's pretty amazing yeah i was reading a bit of his backstory as well it's quite it's quite inspirational so um and then uh derek have you introduced the south africa team to the likes of the sunday game and marty morrissey and des cahill and all them <laughs> so we uh as i said the community here is a bit a bit small but we do get together for Maybe the semi-finals yeah. and the finals of the football, and depending who's in the hurling as well. Being from Cork, I'm more of a hurling man at heart, but yeah. you know, I, I embrace Gaelic as well. But so last year we watched it because one of the lads is from Waterford, so he was super keen to watch the final. Not not so keen after it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have streamed um, on GA Go a, a number of games, and the lads do come and watch it. But you know, one of the best things about being in the era that we're in now, you know, chatting on Zoom and things, is mm. that. You could share something on YouTube or WhatsApp video or something so yeah. easily now, and the the lads playing can see what that high level game looks like. And then, you know it's fundamentally different to what we do because it's fifteen aside, right? And, and we're, and we're yeah, playing yeah. the the annotated rules, but they're still seeing those top level athletes and and amateur athletes still, as we know, who are playing at that crazy level. And uh, I think it shows it increases the appetite for the sport. But you know what, in saying that, Jason, there's no lack of appetite here because oh, yeah. of COVID, the senior team hasn't played over a year. And I, whenever I'm chatting with the lads, badgering me, say, when are we playing? When are we playing? When are we playing? And even with the schools now, Leander was telling me on the way here, because so the schools only opened up like a month, six weeks ago. And yeah. now they shut down last week again, because we're looking okay. at a third wave here at the moment. Oh, and wow. he's saying, you know, the kids... Like Leander was even saying, some of the kids tell me some of the kids were crying. Yeah, it was an emotional day 
it was hard to tell them that we, uh, the sport has been suspended in schools. Hey, hey. Yeah. it was a bad reception. Yeah. So they love the sport. Oh, yeah. Naturally, yeah. It's supposed to be like, it's like telling the Irish kids here when COVID came, you know, your football season is cancelled, go home. You know, it's a, I think it's sport is universal in that way. Everybody is upset when it's not on. Even watching on the telly with no fans is kind of boring in some ways yeah. as well. So, uh, yeah. So, you've, uh, have you got a, Leander, have you got a, like an adopted Irish county that every you can support, that you can follow back in Ireland? Has Derek given you Cork to follow? Or watch is it what given... you say here very carefully, Leander. Yeah. Be very careful. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anybody except Cork, just not Cork, yeah. Um, you can pick Westmead if you want. It's, I'd say Mayo. Oh, Mayo. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, That's... I'd say Mayo. I love Mayo. Okay. Why, what why, are why Mayo? The reason. I think they're playing good football in a way. Yeah, they've been to finals, so they okay. competitive against yeah. Um, yeah. Dublin. Yeah. Okay, I, I think South Africa would beat Mayo. I hope South Africa would beat Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, I, I, watching the lads play, I, I was never any good at, at Gaelic football. I think I stopped when I was about 12. But watching the lads play, because they played, the lads on the team with Leander played rugby and they've they picked up um, hurling very quickly as well when we brought a, a hurling and a slitter down to training, you know, because a lot of lads have played cricket. And oh, yeah. I, I watched them play. So we've got good, strong athletes. They're fast. They played a lot of soccer. They played a lot of AFL, as Leanne has yes. mentioned. And they picked up Gaelic football so fast that I, I, I would, and I don't say this flippantly, I would say a couple of the lads on our senior team, had they been schooled in it at home for the years, would have made inter-county yeah. no problems. True. They would have played for Mayo Dublin, anybody. We've got serious talent here. Are they interested in playing for Westmead at the moment? Because we're getting hockeyed every weekend. So, uh, we, are, you, are you stuck? <laughs> we, took, we took the beating. I know this won't air for a few months, but like last week we took the beating of a lifetime against Cork, as you probably know yourself. Um, it was. I heard that we got 15 points because we didn't get to see the game. And I was like, oh, it's not so bad. And then one of the lads said, Cork got 7.27. And then I went, Right. Okay. Um, what's the, yeah. it's interesting one, I suppose, cause I don't really, my wife has been to South Africa a few times, I think three times maybe. And she worked in, okay. she worked in Uganda as well for a while. And she's been to, she started in South Africa and she worked her way up through Lesotho and Swaziland. And she's been to a lot of um, that part of the world, but the celebrations and stuff, how do they work? Cause every club that comes on has kind of had the big Irish night out. What's the, what's the celebrations like after a game? Oh, it, it's a hard one to answer. Uh, yeah. Lou, yeah. Lou, do you want to start? No, okay. So when like it, it, the problem we've had, Jason, in the last few years is that the Irish community has shrunk. Yeah. And that, that's how I like I was the last person left in the room who could be secretary of the club. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that, that's how I came about. Because what so when I started playing 2013, there was a lot of projects here gas pipelines and whatnot. There was a lot of engineers and other lads around my age who were here a year or two. And what, what we started to see was people were leaving and nobody else was coming in. And, and there's a few political reasons behind that as well, which I won't get into, but the, the younger community in South Africa has shrunk quite a lot. And that's okay. also why the, the model going forward is it'll have to be sustainable on its own. And I, I know that's worked overseas. I don't know if you've chatted with the lads in Spain, but 
mm. the association that they've gone on there is it's mostly Spanish lads, and they've got yeah. an I think there's 11, 13 clubs somewhere yeah. in that area in Galicia, and and it's incredible. So that's the only fundamental model that will work for us going forward, unless. The environment changes and we get an influx of more. Although I've met a couple of lads recently, you know, I, I try not to hit them on, on the first night out where you're having pints. Just come, let's you know, get on the Gales committee. But I'll, <laughs> I'll try and suck them into the ecosphere sooner or later. But so, the, so to get back to your question, the challenge we always have is organizing a tour in itself is a, is yeah. a, a momentous thing. Mm. So what we try and do is have a bit of a night out when the lads come back, but we haven't been able to do it even the last two tours. But that being said, no, Leander, maybe you can say on the last World Games, what was it like when you guys finished up in Waterford and had a, a night of? Oh, it was great. <laughs> Dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I can say. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, all, it's all he wants. Yeah, yeah. That's, only, that's the only thing I want to keep away. Yeah. Because we were said, we lost the quarterfinals. So we're in that happy in, in, anyway. Okay, so yeah. they definitely were out to, out to win, yeah. Leander's a real Irishman at heart, I think. You know, what, what happens in the pub stays in the pub and doesn't want to be released to the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah I, I like that, yeah. That's a, def, definitely a good Irish way of, of doing things. Um, what would you say, Leander, is the best moment you've had at the club? My best moment, hmm. it was in Fair Island. Fair Island, okay. Visit, yeah, Clare Island, it was... I think minus seven. There was a wind. <laughs> we played. Uh, we played a game. There. It was very cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my best moment ever. And the people there were so friendly. Yeah, yeah, that's my best moment. That's amazing. Yeah, Clare Island. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting yeah. you to say Clare Island. Yeah, minus seven sounds good, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good normal yeah. normal warm day in Clare Island. Yeah, minus seven. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, did you come to <laughs> did you come in twenty sixteen? Yes. When you you got 2016 to twenty sixteen was Dublin, wasn't it? Yeah, you got to. But it's Dublin. There's a team that we played. I don't remember the name of the team. Yeah. Okay. It was wearing uh, white and green. Oh, uh, this was a. Uh, uh, re, uh, this is a club. So, so the it's, last time was the uh, club. Yeah, in oh, okay. 2019 we played against St. Enders. Did Did you get to meet any? I know there was a lot of photos with the the Dublin team at the time. Did you get to to hang out with them or meet them? We just played a game. Yeah. Then we after a game we just had a chat for five minutes. Then we left. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because it looked like in the photographs it looked <laughs> like you spent all day together. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> no it wasn't like that <laughs> okay quick quick chat out the door that sounds about right yes uh if you had the chance uh leander or derek either of you if you brought south africa to ireland which county would you most like a game against dublin <laughs> you want to play against dublin straight <laughs> in yeah 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 love yes. it yes derek would you like a shot against cork or would you be happy enough to take on the dubs uh, yeah, you know what we um the experience against Ballyboden because I was yes. following the whole thing online. Yeah. It was it was oh, brilliant. It was brilliant. We had a whole event there, and so Greg, who was supposed to be on the call this morning, he's from Bally Ballyboden was his team going mm-hmm. up. Okay, so he was able to uh, organize that. If you go on actually balls.ie, I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll actually forward you the link after. They did yeah. a whole feature on it. Yeah, um, and it was such a. I was following it online and it looked absolutely amazing. And what they did for us then as well is they did a, a boot and a kit drive. So we they organized, I think we ended up with something like 23, 24 boxes of kit. Wow. Um, 
football boots, jerseys, you you name it, the lot, so that we can um, give out to the kids here and and, and like the seniors as well some some good kit because it's because it's all about the access to the sport for us. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, it's been held up at customs in Durban for pretty much forever. Yeah. But uh, we're hoping that in the next month or two that'll come, and when we come out of this, you know. Uh, issue that we're currently battling with we'll have a, a, a sort of a get together for everybody a family day and mm. maybe a blitz and and the kids and all the players and um just give them good quality kit because you'd be amazed we, we don't like to overplay the the poverty aspect here too much but kids are playing barefoot and they're playing yeah, yeah. playing in their their one pair of shoes that they own they're, they're playing training in that as well so like i said we don't want to focus on it too much we don't want to be poor mouth and all oh, that yeah. but at the same time, we are about giving kids access to the sport. So just that one thing alone, that kit drive will be massive for us in what, in what we can do in the community here. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think at Ballyboden, there was a fair bit of a party afterwards as well. If I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> That's, uh, that kit drive is interesting. Yeah, I know, yeah, as you said, you don't want to play the poverty thing, but at the same time, you're, you're being realistic, I suppose, that... Uh... You know, a, a bit of help goes it goes a long way, as they say. So yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Um, I must probably remember that as well. Uh, have your kids been stuck in Durban like for that long? Are they there months or weeks or how long? It's uh, over a year now. Greg has actually uh, been well, dealing with them. Um, so it came by boat, so it took months. I foolishly volunteered that I would keep it in my back garden because I thought we were talking about two, three boxes, and then was informed that there's about thirty boxes of kids. So <laughs> okay. Telling my wife that story was was a fun morning for me, <laughs> but uh, we'll figure it out. We make plans, but we we get a lot of help from the Irish Embassy here, okay. and the the Irish South African Association, and also Business Ireland South Africa. So all of the Irish organisations that are here, um, they all have adopted the Gales sort of as their own. Like even last year, when when lockdown hit really hard, there was a a GoFundMe where we could just put together like food parcels for the lads that were really struggling. And okay. I know that that was really appreciated yeah, by something because okay. you, can, you can make a huge difference here. I mean, they, I don't know what it's called at home, but that, that payment that sort of everybody was getting that was out of work. Oh, um, payment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that level of money here would, you, yeah. you'd be laughed at it if you suggest that, that level of thing. So if we can put together like a food parcel, for what we would term at home roughly, let's call it like 60 euro worth mm. of food, will go so far here and you can sustain a family for weeks through yeah. the rough period on that. So just the fact that we're able to have that impact here is huge and that we're able to facilitate it. And so that was, I think, the Department of Foreign Affairs gave us some money via um, the Irish South African Association. And then the, the Irish community donated we had a, a webinar, we all got together and there was a GoFundMe page set up. So the impact that something that we would consider as small yet valuable at home goes so far here. And what you can do with it is just phenomenal. The impact you can have on people's yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah. My experience, very phenomenal. It really helped us a lot because there was no income. It really helped us a lot. Hmm. Some of the guys, even today, they're still thanking the SA girls for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Some of them sustain that thing sustain them for two months. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, that wouldn't in Ireland like sixty yeah. euro could be gone on petrol. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, be, yeah, yeah. You see, you surprise yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah um what as in terms of maybe work then Derek what what is your like profession as such out there um I, I'm an optician so but I work for a um, spectacle lens manufacturing company so I, I make the lenses and the glasses my wife's an optometrist I said she's down the road um I, I I ended up here more by accident whereas a lot of the Irish community they get offered a contract overseas and they mm. go for a year or maybe they stay on and um stay a few years actually funny enough I was just telling Leander, so my next door neighbour here, um, when we moved in, I introduced her to her now husband, who's from Kerry. <laughs> and he was he was the coach of the Gales for a number of years. They've, yeah. they've moved to Dubai now uh, together, but he, he pops back every once in a while. But he, he's an example of what you'd most have. So he's a, an electrical engineer, if I remember correctly. Came for a contract and ended up staying five, six years, you know. So that's, that's what we're missing at the moment. And that's why the Irish community has shrunk that little bit. Um, that's what I do for a living. Lou is obviously employed by the Gales then as a development officer to go into okay. the schools. Um, but a lot of work with he was telling me about a soccer team on the way here as well. Yeah. What's the soccer team like? Uh, they're pretty good. <laughs> they don't, don't be modest. <laughs> <laughs> they always winning with two numbers. So oh, wow. only lost two. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And they're playing today. Oh, they're playing against who? A local team or? Against Sunwood Park in Pinoni. Okay. Is, is soccer still like, yeah. the only team I'm probably, few teams I'm familiar with would be like the Kaiser Chiefs, I think, and Orlando Pirates, aren't they South African? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the two biggest teams in Joburg. Two biggest teams, yes. Okay. And whereabouts are you guys actually? Um, I should have asked. Well, what city? Are you guys in Durban or whereabouts are you? We're in Joburg and we're in okay. the northern summers of Joburg. And he's in the northerns i'm in the distance okay Eastern, yeah yeah okay so, so the two yes. clubs that you name now kaiser chiefs and orlando pirates when they play they call that the soweto derby because they're both in soweto which is nice half an hour yeah. from here and you'll get what 60 70 people at a game wow. Ninety thousand. yeah yeah wow have they got any standout players that we would maybe know the names of or <laughs> well well <laughs> So one of the biggest players that you you'll probably be familiar with is Benny McCarthy, and he's oh, yeah. you know who Amazon is. Team Amazon, Yeah, and then yeah, that's that's the only guy. Stephen Pienaar came back yeah. a couple of years yeah. ago. He was playing with Everton Spurs. Yeah. So he played with um, Bidwaters around University, which is roughly the equivalent of UCD. He okay. came and played there for a couple of years. Who else is the big name players now? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Pesitao. He's in England. Brighton, I think. Brighton, Brighton, yeah. Brighton, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Benny, Benny McCarthy, I, I got to see play before. I, he played a game. I was at Old Trafford before, and he was actually playing for Blackburn, I think, at the time against Man United. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. true, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was seen almost, him. I think, the leading goal scorer in England. Yeah, he was He was pretty good. Yeah, yes, he, he was, yeah. Yeah, he was a good <laughs> yeah. My favourite South African there footballer was ever Kun- was uh, Shabal- Shabalala. Yeah, I loved him. I thought he was just yeah. the best player ever, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he he's, scored that goal that, that he's famous popular. for. He's famous for that goal. Yeah. You, you, even people from, I think, Kazakhstan, they'll tell you about Shabalala. <laughs> I was so shocked. <laughs> that was amazing. I was, in, I was in Scotland at my friend's house for that World Cup, and I remember when Shabalala scored, everybody in Scotland was just going around oh, singing Shabalala's name all, all day long. It was brilliant, yeah. <laughs> oh, then, that's amazing! Man. Yeah, and then on the rugby side, uh, Leander, do you follow the rugby then as well? 
Yep. Yeah, have I you, do. Have you got a favorite player on the South African team? Um, so far, uh, who can I say it's my favorite player? Uh, Diglek is my favorite player. Nice. Faf. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. We're big fans of Faf de Klerk over here as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, and oh, Peter, nice. Peter Steph is our other favorite player. Yeah. Peter, uh, Peter Steph to Toys. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, the fam- most yeah, famous okay. South African here ever, I think, was uh, Matawira the Beast, as they called him. He was the, the iconic player in Ireland for a long time. Everybody knew who he was. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, not yeah. Habana. Not, no, Habana was very good, yeah. But when I went to watch South Africa play Ireland in, in Dublin here, and even the Irish fans started shouting Beast when he got the ball. So I just thought this, <laughs> this, this guy is obviously some sort of hero back in South Africa. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. I don't know a lot about just such a likable guy. Yeah. He, yeah, he seems that way. Yeah, I don't know much about South African cricket other than like I think it's De Villiers and a few others. But it's not Ireland is a growing cricket much. country. We're also mm, yeah. we used to be better at it maybe a few years ago. We're not as good at it anymore. I think so. Is cricket still up there with the biggest sports in the country? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. It's another sport like rugby that I think brings everybody together. Yes, it is. It's it's a very big sport. Um, and my favorite player now, also who? Temba. Yeah. Temba. Bumuna. No, no, you don't like Temba. Bumuna. He's a great fielder. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't. That's okay. Uh, yeah. What about Rabada? He's a Rabada. He's a no. Really great bowler. Eh? Yeah. So I, I was big into cricket when I was at home, okay. and when Ireland started to get good at it, I loved it here. So I mm. watched the first year I was here was the year that Ireland beat England in the World Cup. So I was following that game at work and not doing oh. very much work, as you can imagine. <laughs> and then left work early to go to the pub and was like the only Irish guy in there, like screaming at the TV when uh, Kevin O'Brien was smacking yeah. them around the pad. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's something that I enjoyed quite a lot. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was in India the week after that game. Um, that was yeah. pretty oh. amazing because I, I wrote to the... Uh, it's a guy I knew who knew a guy in the Irish Cricket Association and... I said, I'm going out like and the World Cup was, you know, just finishing up. I was like, is there any chance you've got a jersey lying around because I can't buy one anywhere? And he, he sent me out a jersey yeah. and I wore this jersey around like New Delhi and week after the game. And it was like, oh, my God, everyone just knew Kevin O'Brien, Kevin O'Brien, Kevin O'Brien. That was <laughs> <laughs> nobody else knew like, you know, George Dockel or any after, afterwards. Nobody knew George Dockel or any other of these players. It was just Kevin O'Brien was the only Irish yeah. cricketer that existed. It was like he just batted and fielded the whole game by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that was pretty. And I think, yeah, I think there's going to be a talk. I'm not sure if South Africans are playing here or in Ireland. Oh yeah, Ireland. I think didn't they just recently? Or I think Ireland are coming here for a couple of games. Okay. I just read something about that recently. I didn't see all the details. Yeah, you're right. Hopefully they they've been not playing the best from what I've heard lately. So South Africa will probably be murdering most teams. I would say so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ireland would want to be hopeful for the South Africa B team, maybe or something, because the although it's nice yeah, to play yeah. against, it's nice <laughs> to play against the big names. So yes, yeah, it's not nice to get hammered every week. Though, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you're you, as a corkman from last week's hurling. You're testing telling me yourself. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're testing yourself. Yeah, put yourself yeah. up against the best. Yes. Um, have you, Derek? Have it's a question I ask all the clubs because I'm a huge fan. But um, have you managed to install any Father Ted on uh, the South African community? 
Uh, yeah, so my wife has watched the whole series from start to finish. She'll do a very good Father Jack impression for you, but we'll probably need a couple of drinks in her to, to pull it out. <laughs> um, not on the general South African community at large. That sort of comes out in the WhatsApp groups. You know, okay. there's choice um, uh, Father Ted memes that is always a great reply yeah. to whatever somebody said. Yeah. For example, even with the Gales, we joke about it because of like getting money from the the DFA and the GAA. <laughs> yeah. You have to set up. You know what joke is coming yeah, there, right? Yeah. So you have to set it up proper. The banking has to be done properly, and the administration. It's an SA Gales account, and I'm like, no, 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 just put it in my account for a while. I can just rest there for a while. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll send it on to you. Uh, yeah, there's choice. For, I, I must do that. Actually, it's a good point. I should just get the lads together and play some Father Ted episodes for them. It'd be good crack. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's part of every Irish person who's abroad. As part of your homework is to get Father Ted installed in pretty much every every country in the world. Yeah. Um. So you haven't you haven't shown Leander some of the great moments then yet, have you? No, I did. You know, what? I'll, I'll 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 chuck on a couple on YouTube after we're done yeah. here and show what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen? There's a series on Netflix at the moment called The Good Place. Have you seen that mm. at all? No. All right. Give it a shot when you get the chance. Right? Just for one specific reason. My wife and I watched it the other night, and it was there's one character in there, and I was like, he reminds me of some, and I was like, it's Dougal. This guy is basically Dougal. They've clearly watched Father Ted, copy and pasted this character in, and just made him look a little bit different. But he just says oh. and does exactly the same things as Dougal. Oh. I'll, I'll show you some episodes. Do you know Dougal? Yeah, but some. Adverts and stuff. I've never watched. Ah, okay, I'll I'll show you a clip or two. After <laughs> okay. Good place. Okay, I have to check that one out. That's that's my homework. So I'll I'll get my homework done definitely. Yeah. Um. There's there a couple of last <laughs> couple of last questions. Um. And they're all kind of fun ones in some ways. They're they're themed to suit every club. So these are the South African themed questions. Um. And Derek, you might be able to answer a few. Leander, you might be able to uh answer a few as well. They're very Irishy, some of them, but uh. And they're stupid, so it's fine. There's, there's no, it's not a test, so don't worry. Uh, if you could choose between a ta- table mountain or Crow Patrick, table mountain. All right, I'll go with the mountain. Okay, table mountain. So, uh, the famous uh, garden route in South Africa or Ireland's wild Atlantic Way tourist route. I would say Ireland Atlantic. Yeah, I would have to go. I did the garden route a couple of years ago, and it is okay. absolutely spectacular. So I, I'm yeah. going to be. Politically correct there and say the <laughs> Okay, I like that Leander went for the Wild Atlantic Way because he's played on Clare Island. He know he knows what it's about playing in the wind in Clare Island. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Derek, this one might be more for you unless Leander's Irish geography is insanely good. But you can choose between Cape Town or the Great Athlone Town. I've, I've never been to Athlone. I have to be honest. You're, you're better off. I go with Cape Town there. I Athlone, <laughs> Cape Town. I don't like it. Really? Yeah. Um, most of my family is there, but I don't usually visit. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll have to get you an Athlone Town soccer jersey then, I think, uh, Leander, even though I, I don't <laughs> like Athlone Town either, yeah. I'm a Slugger Rovers fan, <laughs> so uh, I don't like Athlone. Oh, really? I'm a Cork City fan. I, I, I followed them around <laughs> um, the country before I left, but Athlone were in the first division the last yeah. time. Oh. Cork City won the, the league in 2005, so I would have, I hit, it was the only season I hit every away game that year, even wow. like Derry. Um, but yeah, I threw him in the first division. I remember at the time, so I didn't make it there. Jeez, yes. No, I've been Slugger Rovers. I was sort of thrown into it by accident. At Lone Town is like 40 minutes away, but I still prefer Slugger Rovers. So I'll stick with them. I've gone this far now at this stage. So um, 
we see what's the next one then. So we've got a, a choice between the great uh, South African Louis Oosthuizen or the great Irishman Shane Lowry. Louis Oosthuizen. Yeah. Uh, yeah you're just going home territory there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and go for Louis. Yeah. Nice. Louis, Louis yeah. it is. Uh, Shane, yeah. Lowry, Shane Lowry's good crack and he's a big Gaelic yes. man as well, Shane Lowry. Huge. Yeah, yeah he's oh. sponsoring uh, off-lead Gaelic football now at the moment underage. He's, uh, he's a sergeant, yeah. yeah he's it's quite a thing it. to do when you think about it. It is, in fairness, yeah. It's a good one. Um the next one then, South Africa's finest, uh, Charlize Theron or Ireland's Saoirse Ronan? Charlize Theron. <laughs> <laughs> no question for Leander, straight in. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, My wife might listen to this, so I'm not sure that I can make a choice there and give it away, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. You're, you're basically asking me, do I like South African girls or Irish girls? And my wife's South African, so there's, there's no way to answer that question. Okay, None fair enough, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> you could choose then. I don't. I've heard of this uh, South African food. Is it uh, biltong? Is that South African food in South Africa? Biltong, or? yeah, yeah, or yeah, famous Irish bacon. Irish bacon fries in a pub. Ah, uh, bacon fries. Bacon. Biltong is too hard to choose, so <laughs> I'll I'll choose bacon. Right. <laughs> You know, it's funny you mentioned Biltong because the people that come here seem to love it. And Kevin O'Brien is actually a big fan. He, I follow him on Twitter and he oh. goes on about it from time to time. He's, he, uh, there's an yes. Irish Biltong company and I think he maybe is wow. like an ambassador or something like that. Oh, right. Is there some protein or something in it if it's a company like that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Americans call it jerky, which is a, ah, a okay, poor approximation, okay. really. Biltong is by far superior. Um it's fantastic but yeah it's got high protein and you know who else is paul dunn i, I went to oh, yeah. watch the south african open a couple of years ago and paul dunn was he i think he was up towards the top or leaving for a while and i watched him pull bill tong out of his um his little snacks compartment on his uh golf cart you know because it's uh yeah it's high protein and it's uh will sustain you for a while okay so i, I have to american jerky is is rubbish so i'm guessing bill tong is more authentic Far superior. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll take that. Uh, and then if you could choose, if you could choose, then uh, you've got South Africa at the Rugby World Cup final, South Africa at the Cricket World Cup final, or an Irish All-Ireland final. You've won tickets. Where are you going? Uh, I'll be territorial. South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. Which one though? Rugby or... Um, rugby. Okay. Good. Derek, where are you going? Uh, I've never been to an All-Ireland final, so I would definitely uh, want to get in there, but I wouldn't turn down any of those tickets if you're offering this. You haven't been. I think I've been to like three or four All-Ireland finals where Cork have been involved, so um, you'll definitely have to get to oh, one. Really? 2010 football against Down, um, mid-2000s, that I game against Clare, I think, where Westmead were in the Christy Ring final beforehand. Um Okay. I've, been, I've been to a few of them, yeah, and they're they're all very memorable matches. Definitely, the football one was actually pretty good against mm. Down. Um, yeah, I know the hurling though was just so much better, obviously, but the football one was quite good that year. It was a bit of a surprise. Cork versus Down wasn't what anybody expected that year, so mm. you'll have to get over to a game to an All Ireland definitely. So, um, and the jerseys then, because uh, I'm trying to promote those jerseys and stuff, and just try and get them a few sales and stuff. So obviously O'Neill's, as I know myself, because I've got. On. So people go to the O'Neill's website, they'll find all the South African gear. Yes, they will. There's there's a SA Gales page there. And as I mentioned earlier, O'Neill's have been brilliant for us whenever we've got a tour on the, the kit that they put together. Like Leander's got the one from 2019. Yes. 
Yeah, and nice. uh, I think actually the biggest hit was the 2016 one. That's my favorite one. It's it's similar color scheme to what you've got on there. Um, a different version. Different of, vision. Whereas you yeah. see, Leandes has um a slightly different thing going on there. But um, mm. O'Neill's have put together some unbelievably yeah. brilliant jerseys for us. So yeah, you go onto the O'Neills and just search for the SA Gales, you'll find quite a lot of kit there, and they've got things like um. Uh, hoodies and hoodies. stuff going on too. Um, okay. Well, in 2019, this jersey was stocked out. Yeah. For wow. This one and the Australian one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's it pretty was cool. Hard yeah. To get it. yeah. This this was hard, <laughs> this was hard to get in 2016. So yeah. Really. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good sign. Yeah, uh, I have the uh, behind me. That's actually New South Wales's jersey. That one says so probably one of the Australian ones because that's really really nice. That one. So, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And is there anyone then before let you guys go? Is there anyone you want to give a shout out or he- hello to who might listen in in a few months when this goes out? Uh, any anybody that's involved with the Gales because there's so much goodwill and support. We we run on goodwill and support more than anything here. Yeah. So all of the lads that give their time on the committee to. The heart and soul of the club is Leander, Mavis and uh, Andy Le, who are the development officers in the schools. That's really what we're all about. And anybody that we've met overseas, because whenever we go, the goodwill and the, the parties and, you know, the lads will be dancing and, you know, just getting good feeling together. And that's really what the GA is about. So anybody we've met on our travels as well. And Lou, you go. Uh, nothing to add on that. I'd love to go back to Clare Island again. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. I like that. Yeah, we'll have to bring you back to Clare Island, definitely. We'll have to get you to play in in Mullingar here because uh, it's it has happened with other teams. The Argentina guys that I was talking to last week sent me some photos on WhatsApp, um, and they said, "Oh, look, you, you'll recognise this." And it was the Argentina hurling team playing Westmead in hurling down the okay. road. And been refereed by like one of my neighbors and then one of the Argentina guys playing the bagpipes on the sideline. It was very strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll definitely have to get South Africa to Mullingar, I think, to uh, to play against Westmead and see how you get on. Um, it, it'd be an interesting affair, definitely, I would say. I'd be afraid to say who'd yeah. actually win because uh, <laughs> <laughs> the footballers are going well here, in fairness. Um, but the hurlers are having a tough time against the, the Corks and the, the Galway of, of the world, I'm afraid. So... Um, what I say the last the last question I ask when COVID goes away, then who's the one the first team that you want to take on and beat? Well, you know the big thing for us is just to get a tour going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We want all the lads out on the pitch, uh, ready to play mm. each other and and get obviously and the world games. Uh, and the world games, yeah, I'm that's, so yeah. eager. There, yeah, there's a few people who want yeah. to meet again at the world games and maybe uh, give them a bit of revenge. What teams do you do you want to meet there? The, I'd love to meet Australia again and the British. Okay. I'd love to play against them again. Okay. Did they beat you the last time? Yes, especially okay. the British. Okay. So <laughs> That's funny because a lot of Irish people Maracan. also want to go against the British as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not the only place I think that wants, that wants to beat the British somehow. So, yeah, okay. So we'll put the word out that uh, to all the, the British clubs that South Africa are coming and they're ready to beat them. I like that. So... Um, yeah, guys. Look, I, I want to say a big, uh, big thanks for coming on. Um, and uh, I, I hope when everything gets back to normal that um, South Africa become the world, the world force of Gaelic games, and that we get to see you guys back on 
back in Ireland and back, we'll put you back on Clare Island, Leander, don't worry. It might be slightly colder, slightly warmer. We're not really sure. <laughs> we can't promise anything, I'm afraid. So, um, but yeah, guys, thanks so much for giving up your time and the best wishes to all out in South Africa, Gales, and definitely keep in touch because um, it's, it's great keeping in touch with all the clubs abroad. And um, yeah, hopefully, as I said, hopefully we'll see you back on the pitch very soon and see see your names in the news and everything. It'll be great. So, um, but yeah, for now, I'll let you guys go and I'll keep in touch for sure. If, but, um, but yeah, guys, thanks so much. And Leander and Derek, it's great, great to meet you. And um, I hope everybody listens into this because it's definitely it's definitely one of my favourite ones. So Great stuff, yeah. Jason. It was a yeah. pleasure chatting with you. And, yeah. and I love the enthusiasm for the, for the game around the world. And this is yeah. what makes, you know, sitting you and Mullingar and us in Joburg. But we're, we're, we're talking about the same thing. And it's, it's the GA yeah. bringing us all together. And it's amazing. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a bit. Uh, yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too, Leander. Yeah, yeah I definitely. appreciate it. Not at all, yeah. yeah. Definitely keep in touch, yeah. And, and, uh, and I'm, yeah, and I'm following you. I'm following your love of parade on Facebook also. Brilliant. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. You're my number one fans of Facebook. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks so much. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, look, I'll talk to you guys again soon. I'll keep in touch with you. Great okay. stuff, Jason. Thank really you. Thanks a million. Lovely Sloan. Time, yeah. yeah, you too. Sloan, good luck. Bye bye. Coming up the next day on the Loaf of Bread GAA Global, we cut into our next slice. I was delighted to see the GAA start off, and uh, especially here in Stockholm. And I remember the first game down in what they call it, Ostman's EPA. Gee, that was great crack all together. Like, it was great to see all the Irish people there and so on and so forth. And my kids were young at the time, and I was living outside the city, and I had a great, you know, a great urge to go in and things of that like. So the nearer I came to the city, so I fell in with the ladies. I fell in with the ladies' football team and that like. And she's uh, with some fucking mighty players. I mean, cracking players all yeah. the like. I, I mean, we had people from the Lebanon, here in Sweden, we had people from South America, we had people from all over the place. Like. And I tell you this now, I'm not like out, you know, I'm telling the truth. If you train the men's team, you'd ask them to do something. And they'll give you every goddamn excuse going. You'll ask the ladies to do something. If you ask them to go through a wall, they'd fucking go through a wall for them. They were like that. They were just mentally ready for it all the time. But it was easy to train them. It was easy because it's week 52. On slice 20 next week, I go from the heat of the African continent to the north of Europe and the Swedish capital city of Stockholm. Emma, Julia, Philip and eventually Donald bring us through the life at Stockholm Gales GA Club playing in Scandinavia against the rivals in your own nation, Denmark, Norway and nearby Finland, Julia taking up the game as a native Swede, and answering the key questions like whether ABBA are really the greatest, who is the better DJ, Avicii or Mark McCabe, H&M or Pennies, and the crucial choice between the dazzling Northern Lights or the dazzling Lights of Coppers. That's next Thursday morning from 9am as we continue with two slices a week. I'll see you at the Arrivals Hall, but until then, check out the various clubs on the Instagram page and see all the amazing work they do and some of the nicest GA gear going. Find the podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter and on TikTok. Email loafofbreadpod at gmail.com or just simply hit the follow button and spread the word of the Loaf of Bread GA pod across the globe. Slonagy.